Well, good evening and welcome to our Christmas Eve candlelight service. It's a joy to see each and every one of you here tonight. We're going to continue our praise service by standing and singing joy to the world. The Lord has come. seated. We want to welcome you tonight. We know that God has many things in store for us. I'm excited about this time. This is my first candlelight service with you, and I'm looking forward to this time together. Um, we just praise the Lord for what this time of year means. Christ has come. He is here. We worship Him. And that's why we're here tonight, is to raise His name, to lift Him up, to praise his name, and to worship together as we celebrate why this season is all, what it's all about and why we celebrate it. Let's pray together. Father God, we just praise you and thank you for this time we have together. We thank you for what this time of year means. We thank you for what this evening means. Lord, as we worship you together, let us hear from you. Speak to us. We love you and we praise you and we just love the opportunity to sing your praises, to sing these wonderful Christmas carols, to enjoy communion together, to light candles, to spread the light that you have brought to us. Thank you for that light. We want it to shine to this dark world. Hear our prayer. Open our hearts. Let us love each other and reach out. In Jesus' name. Let's go. 
Christmas story. We've heard it over and over again. We never tire of it. I'm going to read the second chapter of Luke, the first few verses of that. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census would be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth into Galilee, into G- in Galilee to Judea, to, Beth- to Bethlehem, the town of David. Because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time for the baby to be born, um, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, the Christ. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at the shepherds and what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This day, this time, this season is three different things. It's magical. I mean, not like a magician, you know, sleight of hand stuff. We're not talking about that. It's just magical. It's, it's just, you, you can't imagine what's happening. You, you see it and you can't believe it, what you see. You, you experience it and you go, could this possibly really happen? Could a child be born of a virgin? Could a child come and really save the world? How is that possible? It's a magical time. It's also a, um, a majestic time. We don't think about it enough that Christ is majestic. We, we, we sing, how majestic is your name? Jesus is majestic. And of course, it's magical. But I want to focus a little bit on the innkeeper. Think about that. We all know the story. We've heard it different ways, different times. We focus on different areas. We know that they came to this town looking for a place to stay. There was no room. Why? Because there was a lot of people there. And so there they were. And in Jesus' day, room were hard to come by. They didn't have Holiday Inns. They didn't have the, the Best Western. They didn't have, you know, all the different things to go to. But they had people would keep them and stay, open their homes to them. And there were inns and they were, call them hostels maybe. They were, they were around. And, then, and so here they were and they got there and there was no room. So they put him in a stable. The king, the messiah, 
The one that came to save the world was stuck in a stable, a cave probably, right there at the edge of town possibly. We also know he was crucified outside of Jerusalem. We also know he was buried in a buried tomb. All those things, there never seemed to be a place for Jesus. And isn't that like us today? The kings didn't accept him, the scholars didn't, the leaders, the innkeepers, they didn't know. Think about it. There's a man that went to go get a hotel room, and he got to the hotel room, and the guy said, I'm sorry, it's full. He says, really? You don't have anything? He says, nope, we're full. He says, what if the president of the United States came up and asked if you had a room? He said, well, we might could find one. He's not coming, I'll take it. You see, we could probably find room for certain things and for certain people, but guess what? We can't find room sometimes for Jesus. This Jesus who loves us and cares for us. He didn't know, the innkeeper didn't know who he was turning away. He had no clue. He had no clue why he turned him away. The people of Jesus' day had all the scripture telling him that, that Jesus was coming. They even told him where. Micah told him where. Malachi, I mean, Malachi had told where they were, he was going to be born. All these things were told if they'd studied their scriptures, and most of them had, but yet they didn't look for him. The people today don't give him room either, do they? We don't give him room either. We've filled our lives with so much stuff that's nothing left for the most important thing of all, Jesus. Jesus came to this earth as a baby. They wrapped him in cloths which was going to foretell that one day they were going to wrap him in burial cloths. All that was coming. Wise men understood. They brought gifts, but even they didn't realize what they were really coming to see. Jesus was going to be the most important gift of all. He's come to earth. Can we make room for him? This Christmas season, we have, we have such busy schedules. Everything's going on. We're trying to get from one place to the other. Hopefully by this time now, we're all, whew, everything's done. It's time to come to the Christmas Eve service and then go home and celebrate Christmas together. In the morning, we'll get up and read the Christmas story, maybe open some presents, enjoy family, I hope. We do all those little things from all the preparation that we've done up to this point. But so many times we're so busy preparing that we forget to make room for Jesus. The reason we're preparing and the reason we celebrate. This is the God we have served. served. Christ is born. But no, we're smarter and we have more knowledge about everything, but we leave Jesus Christ in a barn. But the good news is, he thrives and grows anyway. He grows in our hearts. He grows in our minds. We understand him more and more every day. You see, that is the important part of why we celebrate and why we're here. We open up space in our lives for him, and he will use it and grow in, in us and make us look into be, and, and see things in unbelievable ways. He came to this earth to save us from ourselves. 
See, we're the ones that need the Savior. He doesn't need Savior. We do. We're going to celebrate. Because why? Because he came to earth so that he could save us from our sins. How would he do that? Well, the shepherds had lambs, right? They had the sheep. They tended the sheep, many of which were used to sacrifice for sins, for atonement for sins. They don't have to do that anymore because Jesus came as the lamb to sacrifice. And he sacrificed to atone for our sins. That's why we come. That's why we're going to celebrate communion in just a minute. I hope all of you got one of these little things. What is it for? Why do we celebrate? It talks about who Jesus is and what he did for you. He gave himself up. He did not have to do it. But he did. Yet we have trouble finding room. It's time to remember why he came to earth as a baby. The motivation to grow in many and in our lives, in our hearts, and make under tremendous turmoil he was under so that we could be saved. We're going to celebrate. I'm going to ask you to take your, your cup here. We're going to celebrate communion right now. If you'll flip it where the bread side is up and open just that side. They're going to get you one if you haven't got one. If you don't have one, will you raise your hand? They're, they're bringing them to them. Anybody got one now? This is a small gesture, but it reminds us of the body that he gave. He gave himself up for us. Did you, David, over here? Yeah, come Jesus celebrated this time with his disciples before he was crucified. He, what he told them is he took the bread, he broke it, he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you now, remembering what you did for us. This time of year as we celebrate the birth, we can't help but think of the sacrifice that was made for us. We thank you. We praise you. We needed saving, and you provided a way. Thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He also took the cup. Turn the street side up. He said, this is my blood which has been shed for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. stabbed him in the side, and water and blood came out. It reminds us of his broken heart and the way he gave himself up so that you and I could be saved. There is no salvation for sin except the remission, except for the blood that covers our sins. What a glorious God we serve. We celebrate this during this time of year. I thank you for sharing with us, because this is an important thing. It's important to know that Christ died and gave his life for you so that we might be saved. And it's a happy day. 
it is a happy day because that is good news of great joy, which is to all the people. Everyone has this opportunity. Not many things are for everyone, but salvation is. And Jesus died for all of us. He was born here in Bethlehem as a baby. But oh, what a Savior he was. And he showed us that he came for all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your gift. We thank you for who you are. Bless our time together. We praise you and are so excited about the gift of salvation, about the why we sing and why we celebrate. The Savior has come. Joy to the world. In Jesus' name.
Christmas Eve with a bad drink. And we've been celebrating each week. The first week was the week of love. The second week, I mean hope, I'm sorry, hope. The second week was love. The third week was faith, joy, I kind of combined them, and peace. But tonight is the culmination of that. All those things Christ brought us. And tonight, we light the Christ candle. The one in the center. Where he should be in the center of our lives. What a glorious Lord we serve. As we celebrate the preparation, it's all come together today. As we celebrate his birth.
please stand. Christ, why just come? He's come to all of our lives. It's up to us now to spread that light to the world as we sing, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Jesus Christ is born. 